0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim, and we talk about horror movies on this show. And this is actually our monthly voting episode in which the film was selected and voted for uh, by our patrons. uh, Who voted? Uh, The new vote is up as well. Mm -hmm. I will mention at the end of the episode, I'll announce what the new vote is. Well, I say announce, I mean, if you're on the Patreon, you've already seen what the voting options are. But for anyone not aware I will announce at the end of the video okay. uh, but yeah so the the vote for this month's bonus episode for July's was a summer themed and it was all summer movies and the one that the, the film that won was I Know What You Did Last Summer which of course was a 90's slasher movie oh,
1: uh, boy was it ever 90's yeah it was made <laughs>
0: 1997 it was basically oh stream was successful let's quickly churn out some horror movies and that's this is kind of the, the main product of Scream. It's the first thing that comes to mind when you think, oh, what movies got made because of Scream? <laughs> I know what you did last summer. Uh, that said, it was only a year later, so arguably they they went into production quite quick. However, I believe Scream 2 also came out in 1997, so even Scream <laughs> 2 got churned out pretty quick, both of which starred Sarah Michelle Gellar, of course, uh, who you may know as uh, she was on the hit film Cruel Intentions.
1: Sure.
0: So uh, <laughs> this is going to be I <laughs> know did last summer. Uh, I think I'll just give a spoiler warning just now. I don't feel like mm-hmm. this is worth talking <laughs> without spoilers. So, so full spoilers for I know mm-hmm. what you did last summer. Mm-hmm. So what was what the main gist of the film then, Timmy? It's a uh, basically a group of high school students. Not of them like high school students, of course, but a group of high school mm-hmm. students. Two couples. Uh, you get see Michelle Geller and Ryan Phillippe, who are like the the sort of the it wasn't prom. Something queen. Town queen. Whatever whatever their queen's called. It wasn't homecoming, uh, coming. They, wasn't was prom. It like,
1: was it like Croker queen or something? Like I that? don't know.
0: July 4th queen. They got the crown on July yeah. 4th, so I'm calling it July Basically. 4th queen. Uh, yeah, so he's like little jock and she's that. And Jeff Love Hewitt, who's obviously the final girl, is like the Moral character, I guess that's her character. <laughs> like that's basically a, what, what her character is.
1: She seems to be the only one with any type of
0: conscience. So, so, I mean, she's not even pretty like, because she's not like I. I vaguely remember scary movie like making fun of her and saying she was like a real prude and didn't want to have sex, mm-hmm. but she actually does. She's, she seems fairly normal, honestly. Uh, yeah, she so, says so, so, yeah, She's she's the one with the conscience who. Mm-hmm. Who's, just, who's still somehow annoying. But anyway, uh, and she's <laughs> she's dating Freddie Prince Jr., uh, who's like the artsy-fartsy guy who's going to go be like a slam poet or something. <laughs> like, that's... <a> bit, <laughs> is it philosophy, I think, was the, the thing, but there was lots of jokes about him going off, because they're all going off to college after this summer, and they're, they're all talking about their future. Gather wants to be an actress, Philippi wants to play in a football team, and you know, look, they're all, they've all got their plans, and they all feel like yeah. they're going to fail miserably uh, <laughs> but yeah so they're celebrating Saint Michel Geller wins crown they they go to the beach on their own sort of secluded and when they're driving back they hit someone and mm-hmm. scared they decide to dump the body in the water rather than face face the penalties because some of them are drinking and they they think that they're, they're screwed if they go to the police Right. so they dump the body and one year later uh, they all end up coming home uh, f- f- you know, for the summer, for July 4th, uh, that kind of time. Mm-hmm. Oh, to be fair, it's only one of them. We actually find out three of them are still living there. So it's only the one that's actually came home. But still, yeah. same difference. So, yeah, uh, Jennifer LaFewitt comes home and she gets a note saying, you guessed it, I know what you did last summer. Mm-hmm. And from there, the killer torments them and then eventually wants to kill them on July 4th, which is what Mm -hmm. the film's building up to. That's kind of the big climaxes on July 4th. Uh, So that's the gist of the movie. Uh, We'll go into more details, of course, as we talk about it. Tim, I always ask the question. I'll ask Mm it once more. Mm -hmm. And we've both seen this before, obviously, a long time ago. It's been a long, long time since I've seen it last. Uh, The first time I saw this, if I recall, it was one of the first sort of new releases I saw as a horror movie. Well, you know, because I was just oh, at my right. age, I was getting into it. Yeah. Uh, and I believe I saw this on pay-per-view. <laughs> back back when, you know, getting movies early on pay per view. Obviously now it's just all on demand, but Yeah. Back when that was a thing on cable. I remember mm-hmm. I remember paying the well, I remember my parents paying the <laughs> whatever the, the price was for a movie back then. Uh so Tim. Yeah. Did it hold up? Did you enjoy I Know What You Did Last Summer? Mm-hmm
1: well uh like you said you know i i feel like it's always kind of paired with scream uh you know they're both kind of the big you know uh nineties teen slasher flicks and uh, I feel like lately there's been a little bit of a scream renaissance uh, I've heard people and like you know podcasts and uh websites and stuff kind of do retrospectives on it and talk about how it's really cool meta you know horror movie uh and it is it's really good, and I haven't seen this. You know, probably since the nineties, maybe. Uh so I was kinda maybe like a little excited for it. I was like, ooh, like maybe it it holds up as well. Trip down
0: memory lane, yeah. It's worth mentioning, you mentioned stream there. It is Mm -hmm. worth mentioning that we haven't actually done that series on the show yet, and we will at some point obviously. Uh but Yeah, it's weird. We ended up doing this before stream. i d I don't know how that (laughs) happened, but here we
1: are. But, uh, yeah, uh, this movie definitely does not (laughs) hold up well. It was pretty bad. Um, But I will say that I did have a a little bit of fun with it, Uh, not in the way that the movie intended. But there were actually I'd say quite a bit uh, of moments where I laughed at how bad it was. Uh particularly with Ryan Phillippe's character, who mm. is maybe like one of the least subtle like actors I've seen uh in a while. Like every everything sets him off. Like he instantly goes like from zero to sixty, like at the drop of a hat. Uh
0: I'm 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 gonna dispute <laughs> you slightly here, Tim. Okay. You're saying Ryan Philippi mm-hmm. is one of the most obvious actors you've seen, but mm-hmm. honestly, Tim yeah, I think he is beaten in this very movie. Mhm. Freddy Prince uh, Jr is awful in this.
1: Well, all right, no, he's definitely awful. Uh I'll admit that. I just mean I like uh With Ryan Philippi's character how like he's just always so angry. Like any little thing oh, sure, he just yeah, like yeah. starts screaming. That, that that's what I meant more than like just him being awful well no but uh, even in
0: terms of being obvious like there's, there's a point in the movie where they're, they're trying to make you think Freddie Printers might your mate be the killer oh, right. and he, he keeps speaking really suspiciously like he keeps saying <laughs> things like how do you know that and he's <laughs> like it's so like there's just nothing to it it's so not subtle in any <laughs> way to the point where yeah. I do actually like if I was your friend right now I would just assume you were the <laughs> killer right now because
1: you're acting so weird um, for sure but yeah, and, the, act, the acting's know, pretty rough. Yeah. And you were mentioning the plot line. Uh when you have that basic kind of plot line, I don't think that that's a bad idea for a uh you know, slasher movie. Nah. It actually kinda could have been, you know, it probably still would have been a little I mean, cheesy, ha, but
0: have any 80s slasher movies started with a flashback to like a kid being teased at school and that was the sure. the setup for yeah. the revenge later? So yeah, exactly uh
1: so not a bad premise, but man, this plot gets really convoluted. Like, I, I feel like, especially by the end, it's like, oh, this seems way too needlessly complicated. They they wanted their twist,
0: and it doesn't really yeah. feel like a twist when it happens, it's just kind of like, oh, okay, I guess, but they re- they really wanted yeah. that, oh, it wasn't who we <laughs> thought it was the whole time. Oh. And th- this is the annoying thing, it's really mm-hmm. obvious that it's not who they thought it was the whole time, and it's really obvious yeah. it's not Freddy Prinze Jr. because every time you see a glimpse of the killer, he's very clearly middle-aged. Every single time, <laughs> and that, that's kind of part of like just from a logistic point of view, where this movie really mm. falls apart. Is, mm. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why it falls apart, but yeah. one of the main ones is the entire plot and the mystery of who the killer is relies on that none of these four characters ever looked at the guy's face when they were dumping his body.
1: Right.
0: Somehow, like it's not like he was wearing a mask. He had a hat on. The hat does mm. not cover the face. Like, this is this is stupid, right? Mm-hmm. This relies on them not seeing his face. Mm-hmm. At least, and I, I get that maybe you wouldn't have like a firm detail of him, but you would know the difference between middle-aged man
1: and someone who's your own age. And, I, I mean, to be fair, maybe his face might have been like a little bloodied or whatever from the car wreck, but uh, still, you know, um, Jennifer Love Hewitt's character, she does mention that she knows his name because she heard about it on a Yelp news report. Mm after the accident, uh, but um, I don't know if she's watching the news or reading a newspaper, but I'm sure they had some type of picture to accompany the story. Like, she didn't mm-hmm. see it there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or I've, I've... at least that didn't pique her interest to do a little more research at that point.
0: Yeah, of the young guy who they didn't actually hit, yes, but who showed up dead, and they thought was the right. victim. Because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. the, whole, the whole plot is, is that they did the guy they knocked down, the old guy, was actually already out there killing someone else. He was killing the guy oh, who right, was driving right. a year before who got his daughter killed, and he blamed him. So he killed this this guy, and everyone in the movie thinks that's who they knocked down, but they, they didn't really. They knocked down his killer, and the killer which is the you... one who's coming back a year later, because
1: he didn't actually kill him. He was still alive. was your plot. Which is, uh, which is so stupid. It's like, why... I mean, I guess, like you said, they want to have that twist, that reveal, but there's just so many, like, weird, uh, here's, like, it just feels needless.
0: Here's the thing, it mm-hmm. doesn't need to be a twist, it doesn't, like, they knock someone down, they leave him mm-hmm. for dead, he doesn't actually die, he comes back for revenge, nice and simple, but there you go. get a feeling that they wanted the, uh, the investigative angle, they wanted the hood on it. Mm-hmm. When really yeah. no one cares, who who cares what the guy's name is? You knocked him down and left him for dead. <laughs> we don't need to know his name. He, he he's coming for you. But no, they wanted yeah. them investigating. They want they wanted to see where she opens the ancient looking laptop and like <laughs> googles, but not really googles, and gets mm-hmm. up information. And they go out to investigate and talk to the the guy's sister. And it uh, um, but yeah, the plot's convoluted. I I, I concur <laughs> with with these thoughts. Uh, yeah. Yeah acting's pretty bad Um, and it's not that necessarily all of them are bad actors although Freddie Prinze Jr I'm pretty convinced is just terrible. (laughs) Because obviously I've seen some of them in other things. Uh, Admittedly I don't know if I've ever seen Jennifer Love Hewitt be good in something but I've not really seen a lot of what
1: she's in. Yeah. The first thing that comes to mind uh, was that big teen movie everyone like can't hardly wait. Big kind of like party comedy movie. I have no idea you are talking about. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm a. I mean, might be a little bit. I mean, I'm only a few years older than you, but it. Uh, I think like when I was in high school, that was kind of like the big, kind of like teen comedy that a lot of people liked. Mm. Um, I don't recall but, it.
0: But uh, obviously, she was, on, she was on Ghost Whisperer for however many years, but I never never watched n- that. I have no idea if she was any good no. in that. Sarah Michelle Gellar, of mean, course, very good.
1: She's been in a lot of his stuff. She was in the hit film The Grudge, for example. Yep. I think uh, you know we mentioned that last time uh, when we reviewed the Grudge that it, it's just you know probably because we're you know both big Buffy fans but I always get like happy just to see her on screen or in anything.
0: She, all right. So let's talk about these characters and why they're okay. why they're really annoying people and mm-hmm. why I don't care about any of the stories.
1: Okay.
0: So they do this. They set up this whole thing where she wants to be an actress. Ryan Phillippe wants to be. Like a, a, a sportsman. <laughs> was sportsman, a really... yes. I was, was a weird saying that. saying uh, I Junior... believe
1: at one point she, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller says that he's going to be a quarterback for the Steelers, I think she says.
0: Then I think he corrects her and picks a different team. Yeah, Cowboys maybe. Forget yeah. uh And then, Fred Prince Jr. wants to go and go to college, but do his, his like, slam poetry or whatever artsy-fartsy snobby <laughs> Pretentious mm-hmm. bullshit. He wants to do, and and they they and they all fail basically. They they all like he just ends up being a fisherman. Uh, Geller ends up just working at this the store that our family owns with her sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Felipe's family's just rich, so he's just getting drunk at his mansion. Basically, is like he's if, up to. if
1: anything, if that uh, the you know slasher guy really this could have been the best revenge for him. Just watching these people's dreams die. Like he should have. <laughs> Like left them alive to just rot in this small town, small town amounting to nothing. And, that would have been far better.
0: And in fact, going through this experience is what puts uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince right. Jr. back, back in track for their lives. Because yeah. when we see them at the end, they're 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 doing fine. Like they're back, they're happy yeah. again. <laughs> They've got over it. The guilt's gone because turns out they didn't actually kill anyone although you still made the choice to try and dump his body in the river and get away with it you, you, st- you should still feel guilty about that
1: well it's kind of funny because basically their ending sentiment is kind of like oh, we didn't kill an innocent man we just killed an awful man <laughs> Woo. and then it's like everything is all better
0: and don't get me started because obviously we end with one of those like cheesy kind of like cliffhangers where oh no the killer's still there he's coming for her I have no idea if the sequel Addresses that scene, or if it just ignores it, I cannot remember.
1: I know I saw it, but I don't remember at all.
0: We'll have to do it at some point. Uh, I I still know what you did last summer, or something. <laughs> yeah, there's something we're going to have to do. I feel like okay. we have to. Yeah. Well, that isn't complete. I've, I've never seen the director video third movie. Maybe we could do that as well and wrap up the realize there
1: was a third one. Jeez.
0: <laughs> it's called "I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer."
1: Oh, that sounds kind of sweet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. so yeah I mean that set okay it's a little bit cheesy that all three of them have mm-hmm. their dreams kind of like completely obliterated but oh. whatever okay. uh, because here's, the, here's the problem they, they, they all have these weird things like Fred French Jr is really awkward every time he's talking to them and he he kind of He still wants to be with Jennifer Love Hewitt and she's like, no, no, we're done, we're done because we murdered someone together and I feel weird about that. (laughs) And he sounds like a stalker every time he speaks. Ryan Phillippe, as you said, gets angry out of nowhere. Uh, (laughs) I laughed out loud when... It's after uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt has the the body and all the bugs and crabs and stuff in her her car and she lifts up the trunk and it's it's all there. And she runs in and she's like, oh, this was in the car. And it's immediately after this the... Mm -hmm. They, they, they just go over to Freddy Prince Jr. And Ryan Phillips goes up and punches him. And starts accusing <laughs> him of being the killer. <laughs> Out of nowhere. And I'm like, what do you have to actually back this up? You're you you you're, you're literally just going on a whim. Yeah.
1: And throwing not, punches as a result of it. It's not the first time that he did that either. Earlier in the movie, they go to see uh, Max. Uh, Big Bang Yeah. Uh, And yeah, when like he's kind of the first lead they have, and he just like goes and like smashes his head against a block of ice, like without even asking him any questions or anything. Who,
0: by the way, has not aged that much in the last 20 years. No, not really. He looks pretty, yeah, it looks the same. But uh, here's a question why did the killer even bother killing him? No idea. The first death scene in the movie is that he kills Big Bang Theory and. (laughs) I'm like, what? I mean, I know he gets his hook from there, but mm-hmm. why did they have to kill him? He had the hook. We already see that he took the hook away, and even yep. then, the guy who's the killer is a fisherman. Surely he has his own goddamn hooks. Why is he going <laughs> after Big Bang Theory? It's almost like, oh wait, we need a kill earlier in the movie because mm-hmm. none of the kills actually happened till the last act. We, we we need to get some more kills going. Yeah, let's just pick a random character. Oh, that's he'll do. Yeah, it, it
1: there's. Absolutely no motivation. Um, I mean, I guess you could probably say something like, "Oh, well, technically, he did end up driving by that night as well, but it's not like he actually did anything or knew about anything." No, he, he, he
0: drove past. They, they made up an excuse for why the car stopped and he, he yeah. went about his business. He 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 is completely innocent. He's a bit of a, he's still an asshole. Don't get me wrong. Every time you yeah. see him, he's he's been a dickhead. But mm-hmm. he does nothing wrong. Compared, to, you know, in correlation to the the, the attempted or almost killing of
1: fisherman bad guy mcpherson yeah and uh just to jump back uh to a little bit earlier well not earlier in the movie but earlier when you were talking about uh, there's a scene with his body you know ends up being in the trunk filled with crabs and everything and then um well no
0: it's not his body it's uh it's the it's still a it's, it's not it's not his body he didn't die he's not <laughs> That's the killer. What,
1: that oh, that was the killer in the trunk.
0: Oh no, I thought you. I thought that's what you meant. Oh, you said Max is in the trunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, okay, right. Then. No, I just missed. I just oh, what you said. <laughs> no, I mean, no. can, can go about your business,
1: Tim. Go about your business. Uh, so yeah, uh, this is just um... One of like a couple of scenes where the killer seems to be able to do this impossible thing where he can very quickly like hide any type of evidence, yeah, that that of his
0: presence was crawling with various animals, yeah, and yet they go out there and it looks like it's just been cleaned, you know, like at the you know, like like they went to a car wash and had a valet (laughs) and like the whole service has been done and the like it's been it's been hoovered, you know, vacuumed (laughs) inside the trunk and everything's really clean, and it's like. Yeah,
1: piss off. There's no way. No way. And then, like later in the movie, when uh, Ryan Phillippe's character dies, and he's literally just like above on the balcony where, like, everyone else is below, so it, it can't take people that long to get up there. And then, yeah, when they get up there, his body and like no traces of blood or anything are there's like no evidence, none nothing, whatsoever. None. Go back to the
0: characters and Milo they're stupid. Right, Hewitt is extremely annoying because she is just constantly whining about doing the right thing which mm. should be endearing we should side with her but she's a really annoying uh, final girl a really annoying protagonist mm. because like when she comes home and her mother's like oh what's wrong with you like, I'm trying to help I'm trying to help. what happened to my daughter and she's just
1: being mopey she's just being moody Would you do you get the sense that she literally has been like that every day since this happened because yes. at the beginning when we see her in college her roommate's kind of like hey what's going on she's like "Uh." her go home. So, so <laughs> she's so she's unlikable,
0: and then Sarah Michelle Gellar, who by the way was uh, in a lot of hit things over the years. She she was in right. the hit film Simply Irresistible. Um, <laughs> she she they, they they try and actually set this thing up where we're supposed to care about our hair.
1: Oh right, yeah.
0: Like, they say this thing at the start where she's like, she's winning the crowd, and like, the, our friends are all up in the balcony and they're talking about how good her hair is and how much work she puts into it. And then later on, our her, her sister, who, by the way, our sister's also a complete bitch, who does nothing but put her down every chance she gets. It's like she's jealous that her sister's like the prom queen, and she's every yeah. chance like, oh, you amounted to nothing. Now you work for me, you little bitch. And that, that's kind of, that's how she feels every time she's on screen. And it's like, wait, is she supposed to be like more likeable? Because she ain't. Uh yeah. um, <laughs> But like she makes a dig about her hair and how sad she is because of her hair, and like so she goes to sleep and she wakes up and the killer snuck in her room and cut chunks of her hair out, <laughs> and she gets all upset and starts screaming because of it. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. That scene works on its own in a vacuum because no, he still snuck in the room and mm-hmm. did something while you were asleep. That's creepy on its own. Like that that idea right. on its own is fine. But they actually went out the way to set up the idea that she cares about her hair more than other people, so this matters <laughs> more. <laughs> and well, normally I would applaud you for trying to make me care about X element before you mm-hmm. do something to it. It still feels stupid because it's her hair.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You try, you try to make me care about her hair. Yeah, almost as if it was a mm-hmm. character in and of itself.
1: And and also, it's not like he really did that much damage like you know he didn't shave half her head or something like uh she had pretty long hair and then he kind of cut like a good chunk out of one side but then she just goes and gets like a really nice short haircut
0: yeah she's at the the parade the next day because she has to go and like give the crown to the new queen at the new ceremony Mm -hmm. and she's in the parade she's on the floor and she's just got like a new haircut and it looks perfectly fine yeah and it's like literally nothing of consequence happened. Yeah. Outside of the the actual creepiness of him sneaking in the room. Bollocks. Yeah. Uh, of course, Ryan Pippa gets uh, knocked down in a car at one point, which you know, <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. Which is is kind of a big part of the problem of the movie, just in terms of pacing, is that the middle of the movie the killer is just kind of messing with them and there's really no... because st- We feel like, okay, it's very clear that if he's going to kill anyone it's going to be on July 4th. And everything before then, it just kind of feels like, nah, he's just kind of wasting time. Except Max, who he just kills for whatever reason. That's a big bang theory, uh, just in (laughs) case you've forgotten his name, which is fair. Uh, And I don't know. And by the way, the kills themselves are really weak, they're really neutered.
1: Yeah, they they always seem to cut away. There's like almost no gore in this movie. It's
0: not even like a gore, it's like even cutting away can feel, can be fine, like if it feels visceral. Mm But it doesn't. It feels like... It just... There's no momentum to his swings. He's got his hook and he's just kind of like... It just... It feels so... It feels lacking urgency and it feels lacking that visceral kind of... Like, see if it cut to like... uh, it's it's like the sound effect and the speed just isn't there to make it feel like there's enough momentum in it. Oh then, sure. It's like, see if you see if it, you know if it was like a sort of right, and then it cut to like say the victim's feet shaking and then stopping and dying. It can still be quite effective without okay, showing yeah. blood, without like go back to Texas Chainsaw one, like no blood in that movie, hardly none, mm-hmm. and yet it feels visceral because there's like a a realism to it. There's like a mm-hmm. like an actual. Feeling of life escaping a body, whereas here it really feels like someone's just pretending to swing at someone, and it just doesn't, there's no bite to it. It just it feels really bad, yeah. and all all the deaths feel that way. None of them are fun. None of them mm-hmm. are shocking or brutal or anything. They just they feel like watered down Hollywood. Oh, this is safe for for the teens. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm pretty sure this was still R rated, and I'm really surprised. I guess a few F bombs huh. do that for you. Yeah. Let me check. I think it was. I'm I'm on the IMDBs right mm-hmm. now. Oh my god, that's a long Uh yeah, R rated.
1: Wow, but yeah, that's pretty surprising.
0: That is really surprising because it is very low. I I feel like I feel like today if That could think- be
1: P G thirteen.
0: Yeah, along with all the F bombs, I feel like if they just cut down the F bombs to yeah. the one, because you only had one in a PG 13, it would mm-hmm. happily pass at that that level. Yeah. Happily. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like, a PG 13 horror movie can be good. They usually yeah. aren't, because usually it means they're just <laughs> watered down, but they can be, but it's not like the direction's mm-hmm. any good. And, you know, the director actively makes the actors. Bad, worse than they are. I mean, mm-hmm. Sarah Michelle Geller probably is the best one, uh, largely because she screams really well. Well, there's a few moments in the movie where she sees something, and she just lets out a big giant scream, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, yeah, she's not bad. Um, I don't think Jennifer Love Hewitt is that bad. I just don't think that she, like her character was that good. Um, Anne Haish was uh, was okay as like the weird. Was was it the sister of?
0: yeah she she's the, she's the sister the the dead kid to the killer killed uh, yeah. on the night of the the summer night of question yeah. <laughs> uh and she's kinda like weird and it's just i don't know it just kind of plods along it feels like I don't know it feels like someone just took a standard slasher structure and watered it down and it feels that mm-hmm. way as you're watching it it just kind of feels like it's plowing through it. And because I don't care about the characters, I don't, I like, it's not even I don't care about them, I don't even like them. Like, they're, they're unlikable. Uh, yeah. Because, I mean, most slasher movies, it's not like I deeply care about characters in Friday the 13th Part 6 or sure. whatever. <laughs> they're, they're just kind of... Yeah, they're fine. They're kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe goofy, perhaps. Uh, but this, this is taking itself so seriously the entire mm-hmm. time. There's, there's not a lick of levity or... Uh, tongue-in-cheek or anything like that, which is probably the big thing that does separate it from Scream and Scream's better directed anyway, but Scream you know, it knows what it's doing and it's having fun with the, the, the tropes and the, the, the things it's playing with, whereas mm-hmm. this it's just cliches and things that I've seen in other movies done, done again, like at one point they do the whole the killer's one of the mannequins like, oh, and yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. yeah that's not, ew, I've not seen that before, very good yeah. Um, which again it's fine it's fine if if they do something i've seen before as long as it's fun and as long as they do something with it but they don't it's 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 really mundane and there's no tension in any of the movie there's no scares it's just plod 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 plod
1: it feels silly like a lot of the times when it's not meant to be like Mm. when sarah michelle geller is in that parade and she thinks she keeps seeing the killer and it's like oh no there's just 50 dudes in this town with the exact same like raincoat and hat and, and here's like, a problem and with stuff. that. there's a problem with
0: that scene as well Tim yeah how does she know what the hat and raincoat look like no idea <laughs> she's not seen him and yeah she was told there was a hat and a raincoat and yeah. if they if they played this scene where she's like seeing different hats and raincoats and getting creeped sure. out by all of them then fair yeah. enough but she no she is recognizing the exact one the killer's wearing on several <laughs> people and up until this point she has not seen him and what he wears hmm in fact, also, I think the, the only person who has seen him at all actually is Ryan Phillippe
1: Also, it's not a. I mean, it's like around the Fourth of July, mm-hmm. so it's probably pretty hot. There's no rain in sight. It's a nice, like, sunny day. That's, that's a good uh, point. That's everyone really good point. else is like in sh- shorts and t-shirts, but it's just like it, it just feels so forced. Like, all right, like let's put a decoy here, decoy here, decoy here. It's I don't know, I, yeah. I couldn't help but laugh.
0: And then when she actually does see the real killer, and he's like on a roof and he's got his hook and he just kind of holds it up. There's yeah. like no atmosphere to it. There's no tension. It just mm. it feels like oh, there's the killer out in broad daylight, yeah. and he's clearly middle aged, so he's not the the red
1: herrings <laughs> that have been thrown at us. Mm-hmm. So that's that. And then uh, also I like that, um, yeah, before she, you know, we see him, you know, she's calling out to her boyfriend, you know, she's going like, Barry, like there, over there. So he's going and like kind of roughhousing like all these (laughs) people that aren't the killer. But also like no one else like around her in the parade or anything is going, hey, why are you yelling at your boyfriend to like go attack that guy? (laughs) Like like, no one else seems to have a problem with it or think it's weird or anything. Mm
0: He also doesn't apologize. He tackles an old man to the ground. (laughs) And then he just says, oh shit, and looks around to see if he can see the real killer. He he never apologizes. like, what the hell? Um,
1: Yeah, there's just, there seems to be like a weird, like, way this town handles people freaking out. Because then later on, you know, uh, when yeah, her boyfriend's being killed on the balcony and, you know, she's freaking out. It seems like people are actively trying to keep her away yeah. from the for, balcony uh, yeah
0: in front of an audience if, you've, if, you're, if you're watching if you're watching this review and you've not seen the movie in a while he gets killed in the same place where she was at the start of the movie when she's getting the crown she's on stage there's a crowd of people and he's up in the balcony like if, you, if you're uh, like if they were showing a movie that's where the projector would be up in this balcony mm-hmm. and he's up there and she sees him she's on stage and she's looking up at him and she can see him getting killed and she starts freaking out and screaming in like the crowd like basically holds her back and the, sh- the, the cop comes out and he's like now what's going on? What's the silly nonsense? Someone's getting killed. <laughs> sure, I'll check it but I don't think they are. And he's, he doesn't believe her. he takes her home and then I mean honestly she's the only one I mean obviously you get the final girl moment with On the Boat with uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt but Sarah Michelle Gillis' character is the only one where you get a proper sort of stocking chase like kill scene where he's, mm-hmm. he's chasing her she runs to the store where her sister is her sister gets killed also a shit death uh, <laughs> and it's i've honestly her being killed because eventually when she chases he chases her back out into the alleyway and she almost gets to the parade and she gets mm-hmm. killed and like this pile of tires uh in this alley <laughs> next to the parade honestly it's the closest to having a good kill the movie gets just purely because mm. at least there's something in the idea that the parade's right there, but it's too noisy, you can't hear it. Now, other movies have done this better, but it's, yeah. the, it's the one moment I'm like, okay, there was kind of an idea of how to do something there, whereas every other one, it's just no, nah, stab with hook, without any without any style, without any <laughs> panache, just stab with hook. Cut away before thing. <sighs> so here's a complaint I have about the, the stupid characters, once again, we keep coming back to this, yeah. Both, it's Sarah Michelle Geller. She does it first, and then later on, Jeff Love Hewitt's character does it as well. It Two times in this movie, the, the first time was bad enough, but when it happened the second time, I was like, love it. I was like, what the hell are you doing? Don't be so stupid. They call out someone and get them killed or hit. <laughs> the second time, it's not a death, but it could have been, right? So, Sarah Michelle Geller's in the police car, and the killer's like pretending to be like a. Like a, a broke down driver and he's, he's got his hood up and he's like in there and he's wearing his raincoat of course and whatnot. and cop gets out he goes up to, to speak to him to ask if he needs help because he's been he's, I, I guess he wants to be helpful to the to the, the, this guy but the, the girl streaming someone's been murdered yeah. <laughs> no 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 you shut up you're a crazy bitch this guy clearly <laughs> needs my help uh, but he, he goes up and she realises again she somehow recognises the rain I mean to be <laughs> fair at this point she did see him up in the roof with the hook Mm-hmm. So okay, maybe maybe she does have an idea of what it looks like now, but mm-hmm. she recognises she starts screaming. She's like, "It's him! It's him!" And the the moment that really killed me here, in terms of, look, she distracts the cop, and then he gets stabbed mm-hmm. in the back, and that gets him killed. That is stupid enough, but the mm-hmm. bit that gets me the the peak on this shit iceberg. <laughs> she shouts and screams at him. He turns around to see what she's doing. Why is she yelling? And the words that came out of her mouth is it's him, he's behind you. He's only behind <laughs> you because you made him turn round. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. He's behind you. Uh-huh. He wouldn't be. He was in front of him. <laughs> he could see him coming before. He yeah. could have maybe went for his gun or something. But no, instead he's looking at you. Mm-hmm. You dozy bimbo.
1: <sighs>
0: yeah, I can't really defend that. <laughs> Later on in the boat, same thing happens again. Uh, Jeff of yours went through the you know the the ice mm-hmm. uh, on on you know under uh, under the deck and mm-hmm. found a dead body. She comes up and at this point you know because she thought. Freddie Prinze Jr was the killer for like a minute mm. and then he like raced out onto the boat because the killer's got her on a boat. He's, he's, he's lost his costume at this point. He's just a middle-aged man with a hat on <laughs> and he's coming for it and he ends up fighting Freddie Prince Jr in one of the least exciting fight scenes I've ever witnessed <laughs> in film. Um, and there's a lot of fighting, there's a lot of like ducking and diving between the ropes and whatever else. Mm. He's fighting He's fighting the killer, right? The, the, they are mano to mano on the boat he's sort of ducking his hook and trying not to get stabbed as you do Jennifer Love Hewitt opens the, the doors the deck doors It goes oh what's his name uh, Ray it's like Ray while he's trying to fight the killer Ray goes Julie and then gets backhanded and goes, and he goes overboard he goes off the boat into the water and I'm like really Julie you thought that was a good idea to distract him <laughs> while he's in combat he is yeah.
1: actively engaged and he... <laughs> oh my... God. I mean, I'd put a little bit of the blame on both of these guys where they really should be focusing more on um, what they can see, what the immediate threat is, but yeah, it is definitely annoying that the only reason they...
0: Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. I'll accept that excuse. The cop mm-hmm. didn't have a reason to think he was in danger. True. True. He yeah. he thought this was just an innocent person who had broken true. down. I I I lost my shit when it happened again because it was the exact same thing, almost, <laughs> almost the exact same thing. Uh, I can I couldn't believe it. I was I was flabbergasted.
1: The so people in this town, or the the men in this town, are just very polite. If they hear, you know, a woman scream, that is where their attention goes. Aye. Which
0: is, which is why, if they're engaged in combat with a serial killer, mm-hmm. don't scream at them. Yeah. <laughs> You're not the one in immediate danger. He's the one in danger. Maybe you sneak mm-hmm. up behind the killer and whack him with something. Yeah. Like a proper final girl.
1: It was, um. I mean, it's kind of. It, it's such a quick, kind of stupid scene, but I did kind of like when, you know, the killer gets his uh, hand. I don't even know what you say. I guess cut off, whatever, like amputated. gets tangled with amputated There you go. Yeah, I like it's like tangled in the ropes or whatever, and causes him like to to fly up and get it cut off.
0: Yes, yeah, so he conveniently gets his hand tangled in the ropes when he swings to kill, and then Freddie <laughs> Prince Jr. just sort of you know unwraps the rope and it sends him flying into the air, and his hand gets cut off, <laughs> and he goes into the water. So we never actually see him die. We just see him lose his hand, which makes it very easy for him to come back because he can just stick the hook straight into the stump, like just yeah, make make a little <laughs> thing that just yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, uh, and that's that's the end of the
1: movie. Other than the uh, like you said, the real shitty like last second jump scare. Yeah, the epilogue. One year
0: later. Again, again, which would which would imply that the second movie is actually not the next year; it's actually two years later.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I really want to know yeah. if they address that this this little cliffhanger ending, or if they just ignore yep. it and say it's not part of continuity.
1: <laughs> I guess we'll find out. <laughs> well, I guess we will.
0: Yeah, cause she gets she gets a note thinking that's and she her her and Freddie Prince are in a happy relationship now. They're, mm-hmm. they're talking about ravaging each other in a couple of weeks when they get to see each other. They're so happy. <laughs> And then someone raising the steam on the shower door. I still know. Still know. Very good.
1: Mm. Um Then something jumps through the glass, I guess it is. Yes.
0: Yeah. If i if I was to guess <sighs> how the next one's going to write this off, they're going to say it was a prank that had nothing to do with the events <laughs> of the, the plot. It was just it's just a coincidence that the way they phrased the way this stupid college kid phrased this message. Reminded her of that. I, uh,
1: yeah, she she got an invitation for some sorority thing, so maybe this they're like, oh, this was a hazing, like, or something dumb like that. <laughs> there
0: is some nostalgia here for me because mm-hmm. I did watch it when I was growing up and you know I did like Sam Michelle Girl at the time because I was a fan, of course, um of her movies that she was in. And mm-hmm.
1: You can't I, think of anymore.
0: I can't think of it anymore. <laughs> but I really, like the joke of always saying one of the movies and not the show that you you I, really you really want me to see it. You really want me to say <laughs> my bit that I always say. I always bring it up, and I think there's something really funny about not bringing it up when she's actually in the movie that we're talking I got, about. I got you.
1: I appreciate it.
0: Uh, it's a funny bit. <laughs> funny bit. I just I should have looked up her IMDb before we started, just so
1: I had some extra yeah extra ammunition ready to go. <laughs> In fact, our
0: name's right here. Hold on.
1: Oh, you could have said Scooby-Doo.
0: Scooby-Doo. That was another (laughs) one. Scooby-Doo's one. Uh, Yes, I was a big fan of Michelle Geller, of course, because she was uh, the voice of April O'Neil in the animated film TMNT. There you go. Pulled that one out of bag. I forgot she did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm really disappointed about a sequel to that because I really liked that movie. And then, yeah, there's, was... you know, ten years later where we've got the the bay produce atrocities instead. Um, Damn it! <laughs> so where where was I? Uh, yeah, so the, 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 it's it's got some nostalgia, but honestly, it is watered mm-hmm. down. The kills suck. The killer sucks. The plot is convoluted and not fun. But the biggest the biggest problem. The characters are annoying, stupid, and flat-out unlikable.
1: Yeah. I don't like it, any it, of them. Yeah, it's very lacklustre. Um, nothing feels, feels... Like, there's no tension or really... Yeah, um, yeah you don't care about it feels, anyone.
0: It feels hollow. It, it kind of feels... It reminds me of maybe some of the movies that came out in the 2000s. You know, like the PG-13 Prom Night remake and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has no teeth. Um but my memories of this maybe painted it in a better light because, oh, I saw it when I was younger and uh, like right. it was you know it was at the time and I didn't really know what good and bad was yet and whatnot. And I saw it a few times back then and I, I remembered liking it well enough <laughs> for the age, but uh, watching it again now, jeez, it, it is not good. It has is, it is not aged well. I don't think it was good at the time either, admittedly. In hindsight, I mean, like if I had watched this as an adult when it came out in 97, I'm sure that I'd have felt yeah. the same way. Uh, also another thing that it does that really breaks now this is not to say that other horror movies haven't done this but I feel like this one did it far too many times where it would go from what was supposed to be a scary scene to uh, it would cut to like a really cheesy song playing over the next scene it did it a lot and it was very 90s it felt very dated and uh, it really stuck out to me
1: I didn't recognise any of the songs that they played but you could just tell like oh these songs are so 90s like it was that kinda like Kind of wanting to be semi grungish, but not really poppy kind of yeah. thing.
0: Yeah. The the only one I can I recognise was the one that the girl at the talent show was singing when oh, well, towards yeah. the end because that was like a more famous song and she was butch- butchering it, which was I guess <laughs> supposed to be funny. <laughs> at this point, I wasn't having any fun
1: though. Uh, Another scene that made me laugh uh, when. Uh, you know, towards the beginning when they're dumping the body into the ocean. Uh, first of all, you know, surprise, surprise, it turns out that he's still alive. Uh, and yet they still, like, you know, kick him into the ocean. Like, uh, like obviously, they kind of freaked out and stuff, but at that point, you know, maybe, you know, we should try to help get this guy some help. But yeah. uh, he Instead... grabs Sarah Mach-
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Instead, he grabs the, the tiara, the crown, from Sarah Michelle Gellar's head, and she goes, My crown! And Ryan Phillippe <laughs> goes, Alright then, and he dives in and he yeah. takes it back from him. He dives in <laughs> just to get the crown and leaves him floating in the water.
1: <laughs> Which, like, first of all, it's super dark at night, but, you know, we get a pretty good view of the water, and you know, he, uh, he must have it too because he's able to find him. Uh, and yeah he you know he struggles getting the crown back, which i 'cause I guess this guy has like a super you know uh strong grip, <laughs> even though you know he's on the brink of death and everything mm-hmm. uh but yeah and it' was so like cheesy and unnecessary, and again one of those things where it's like like really your crown that's what you're worried about <laughs> at this point in time
0: I don't know I, I I remember it just even even that opening segment like when they're at the beach and like it's yeah. Fred Prince Junior Jeff, and Jeff Love here are supposed to have this really romantic little moment where oh, statistics say that uh you know, high school sweetheart relationships are the most successful out like, of all relationships like, Oh, where's the data to back that up? And he just points to his heart and I'm just like, <laughs> Oh my just go away. Like seriously. <laughs> uh Fred Prince Jr.'s dialogue is terrible and his acting is terrible. He he stood out to me as being the worst of the pack. Ryan Phillippe, I don't think he's a terrible actor, but he was pretty bad in this. That is largely probably down to direction, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the girls are a little bit better, obviously. Uh, but again, the, the direction kind of kills anything that may have been good in terms of performance. Except the streaming. Sarah Michelle Geller's screaming is on point. I will hmm. say that. Uh, so, no, that's good. Uh, but yeah, uh, I guess we should do some ratings.
1: All right. Uh, I don't even think I really have to (laughs) think too hard on this one. I'm just going to give it a three. Um, It's pretty bad, but I I had a few chuckles at least. Um, So I, I give it a few points for that, I guess. And even as bad as it is, there's still a little bit of nostalgia you yeah. know, just in seeing like oh the clothes and remembering something as a kid.
0: Yeah, there's some nostalgia. Like I remember, even though it's a really bad song that's playing over it. Like I remember, like as soon as it started and it starts with this like shot going over the water as music plays, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I remember this. I remember it starting this way. Yeah, uh, and I actually
1: did kind of like the setting,
0: like the small I, fishing town.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I, I like small towns. I like boats, and I don't know. I, <laughs> stuff like uh, fishing and crabs could have a cool angle to it, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I, I do like uh, yeah, small town obviously it's things, not
0: utilized yes. but. I, do, I do like small town things, but yeah uh, yeah, I'm probably going to go with a 3 as well it feels a bit right and honestly, it's not so much that it gets a few points for much mm-hmm. it's more that It's just not as terrible as films I've given a 1 and 2 to. It feels very watered down in Hollywood and kind of hollow and vapid, but it's never... It's never as offensively, infuriatingly bad as, say, like, Bye Bye Man. Sure. You know, that was a 1 out of 10. This is a 3 out of 10. This is a couple of notches above that where it's kind of bearable. There's a level of competence, at least, it's the direction's not good, like it is very boring and mundane, but there's a competence where the story's making sense and Yeah, I, I guess that's worth something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the most part it makes sense.
1: For the most part. Um... A somewhat interesting premise, I guess.
0: Uh, it's okay. I mean, it's, like I say, it's, it's it's not really that different to uh, a lot of slasher movies where they start with like, the the kid in high school being bullied and maybe being burned for some reason or whatever. You know, it's kind of similar. It's just they wanted to have the the detectivey part of it where they're investigating it, so they had to make it a hood on it. And I like I
1: like though I I agree that's kind of similar. I feel like um maybe I can't just think of examples off the top of my head, but I feel like usually we don't have stuff where you know like the couple of main characters are the root cause of it or have like you know like this is secret about it like usually it's more like them you know being in like the you know exploring something they shouldn't or you know accidentally summoning something or whatever but like this like they're these people are the actual like root cause of it okay
0: Oh, excuse my yawning uh, uh, <laughs> I know what we did last summer has done, done me in yeah. but no there you go that's, uh, a, that's a know what we did last summer uh, so yeah I, I mentioned that I will tell you what the, the next vote is for the bonus episode in August so Patrons, if you're on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash TV. You can join up there, of course. I'll use this to promote that as well, rather than doing it again at the end. Uh, but if you want to support the channel, support the show and everything we do here and keep us going, head over there and like, uh, you get some cool bonuses. But of course, one of them is that you get to vote uh, monthly for a bonus episode of Screams. And the theme for August vote, and the vote is going to be up for all of July, so the deadline is literally the end of July, which is the 31st. Uh, is uh, Vincent Price themed, they're all movies featuring Vincent Price, so the four options are The Haunted Palace House and mm. Haunted Hill, The Fall of the House of Usher, and Witchfinder General, so that's, the, that's the four movies that are that are up for voting uh, so mm. you can go over there, patrons can go do that, and you can join and do that if you want, uh, but yeah, so we'll be doing mm. one of those next month, so you can go and check check that stuff out but otherwise guys that is us so mm. thank you very much for watching uh like and subscribe all that stuff get, let us know what you thought of the movie in the comments below Have you got fun memories of it uh have you seen the light because i've got a feeling some people <laughs> will be like oh no i remember this movie it was good i'm like watch it again come back yeah. to us after you've seen it with fresh <laughs> adult eyes please uh mm-hmm. but hey, maybe you still like it if you do fair enough i don't, I don't get it but you know you, you, you do you Um, but that is us, so thank you very much once again for watching, keep watching Scary Movies and we'll see you next time